Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, the MySpace cast, part two. Hi everyone, this is Mike and welcome back. In today's cast, Mark and I complete our discussion on MySpace and social networks in general. Now, as always, if you're new to Manager Tools and you haven't listened to part one, you may want to go back and do that now before proceeding on. Also, let me mention a couple of things before we go on. First, I don't believe we mentioned in the cast, although we may have, um, but we do have a Manager Tools group in LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, we'd love to have you join. Of course, this wasn't my idea. We simply responded to a request from a few listeners and set it up. However, now that we do have it set up, and we've had it set up for a while now, I think we have like a couple thousand members in the group. But now that it's set up, I'd love to hear from you on what you're doing with it, if any, and if you're getting any value out of it. And uh, I'll I'll share any interesting stories I, I hear from folks about it. And also, again, at the request of a listener, we set up a Manager Tools fan page in Facebook. To get it, just search for Manager Tools within Facebook. Uh, it should be fairly easy to find. You'll see the Manager Tools logo off to the left, and feel free to join the group. Again, I'd be curious to, as to what value, if any, folks get out of that. Second bit of news, uh, we recently published in the members-only feed the first of a three-part interview with John Lucht, author of Rites of Passage. Now, those of you who've been to our website and viewed our list of our favorite books know that, in our view, Rites of Passage is the book when it comes to job searching. It's a gold standard, and Mark and I were incredibly fortunate enough to have the opportunity to sit down with John for almost 90 minutes and get his take on what it takes to be successful in your job search. Like I said, the series is in our members-only feed. Membership is free. Simply go to the website, www.managertools.com, and click the register link on the top right corner of the page. And just as a reminder, if you're not a member, in addition to the interview with John, there are 18 other casts available exclusively for members. So uh, I don't think you want to miss them. All right, enough of that. Let's get on with today's show. Our next point on on personal guidance, uh, a recruiter may mention it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And really, there are two points we're trying to get across here. First, look, again... (laughs) Hello, these sites are public. <laughs> if you mention anything about your location, your job, your industry, your degree, um, it's possible that a recruiter will look at your page. Uh, if there's any chance that anything on your page might be in any way misconstrued or be used by someone 50 years old to draw a pejorative conclusion <laughs> about you, it will be. This is Murphy's Facebook law. The one thing you don't want the recruiter to see, she will see. Um, It's the equivalent of a buttered piece of bread always falling buttered side down on the floor in the kitchen. So what we mean is for a recruiter to mention it, they've got to see it. And they are all searching them. Trust us. Not only looking for potential talent, but also checking your page if you might be a candidate. Frankly, they'll ask for your page if you're thinking if they're thinking of referring you to a client who might hire you. So you've got to be careful about recruiters. Right. Okay. And and your your second point. Yeah. Some recruiters have actually taken to mentioning that they, quote, got your name from MySpace. 
Hmm. Right. They, they saw you on MySpace. Okay. Now, look, this is when it's true, it's legitimate enough. Perhaps they did. We just mentioned it's possible. But I, I got to tell you something. I've got enough anecdotal evidence that they're saying this to professionals who have no MySpace or Facebook page. Essentially, they've either just started random calling, which, by the way, is in terms of their status as recruiters, a very bad sign for you. Or, or differently, they're protecting someone who has referred your name to them. The fact that they're not forthright with you is, in my opinion, a very dangerous sign. And we encourage you to politely end that conversation. We, I, I know we have a cast on, on recruiters and interacting with them. And we say to take recruiters' calls. We don't say to indiscriminately have a relationship with every single recruiter in the world. Um, and you can have a couple of calls with a recruiter and then discover this person is not for you. If they tell you they saw your MySpace page and you don't have anything on your MySpace page that would ever lead them to believe that you might be right for them in any way, shape, or form um, – then, then I think you're, I, I think they're misleading you and they're using the existence of MySpace and Facebook and Friendster and so on to, to, um, to try to get to have a relationship with you in hopes that they can place you. Um, and I think that's misleading and it's wrong. Yeah. And this also reinforces the, the first point that other professionals are going to see your page if you have one or not. <laughs> and if it gets you in trouble, you know, really the only person to blame is you. Yeah, particularly. After this cast, yeah. again, we like these things. We just want you to know what the downside is. Okay, all right. So let's talk about um, managerial guidance. We talked about it from a from a personal guidance perspective. Let's talk about it from the perspective of the manager. Uh, and our first point is, and, and I, I think some people won't like this. It's more than okay to look. Yeah, this. You know, it occurs to me that a different way to have organized this thing would have been to, to have it two parts. The first part is your page, and the second part is other people's pages. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. In this case, we, we're now switching to how a manager might want to be thinking and behaving around these sites. In other words, separate from how you personally use your own page, how do you handle the sites of your directs and potential candidates? Okay. And frankly, I have a feeling, like you said, that I think it's. I think we're going to surprise some folks. One of our members has publicly challenged us on these points. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely disagrees. Thinks that we should not be recommending this. And um, he's a great guy. He's very smart, and um, we think we're smart too. And isn't isn't diversity wonderful? Here's our point, folks. I'm just going to say it again. I know we're broken records and we're old fashioned, and I'm sorry. These sites are not private. While they are protected free speech and you cannot prohibit someone's page, it's absolutely okay to look at someone's page, whether they work for you now or work for your firm, but not for you yet, or if they're a candidate for a job for you or your firm. There is nothing illegal about looking at someone's page. And I'm going to go further. There is nothing inherently unethical about looking at someone's page. There is nothing that any reasonable HR department would do to restrict you from looking at someone's page. Yeah. Period. This, yeah. This hints at the same problem we've talked about before with bad HR and bad policies and procedures in general. Yeah, sure. The respect for personal lives, the respect for privacies, privacy. These are false on their face in a large or even a small organization. These kinds of prohibitions built by HR. And, you know, and by the way, I've been thinking in the last six months or so that I need to refine my position in HR, which is we love HR. 
we hate with a passion bad HR. But you know what? I've, I've got a couple of friends. I've got a friend in Austin who's just one of the best HR guys you could hope to meet. And in fact, he's, his, one of his directs came to the conference in San Antonio and said, boy, I'm amazed that you want to send me to this guy's thing. He hates HR. <laughs> and, and Brian said smartly, he said, dude, he doesn't hate HR. He hates bad HR, but I'm good HR. Okay. So yeah, basically, um, they build them, these prohibitions, out of a fear of legal risk, right? Don't go prying into people's personal lives because a clumsy manager could make a mistake anyway. Right. And, so, we, and yeah. we put out guidance to, you know, protect us from the worst manager. Yeah, right? the HR it's, people are. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's that whole least, co- you know, LCD or least common denominator management exactly. problem we've talked about before. Yeah. They say, hey, let's make sure we write guidance that will protect us, us, right? And it's funny, when, when, when bad HR says us what they mean is the company in hr and they just basically put the manager outside the circle of us right let's let's write guidance that will protect us from the worst manager we know someone who would attack an employee for the legitimate and reasonable views that someone put on their myspace page only because the manager disagreed with them which is just vulgar and wrong let's make sure that guy right quote that guy can't hurt us um all the while sending a message to every other manager that you shouldn't know your people. It's crazy. It's wrong. Um, let me tell you something. Being able to say you haven't looked at anyone's site because it's not appropriate is little consolation to you when an internal investigator or a board member or a journalist discovers one of your directs with a site that endorses racial hatred or ethnic bias or less evil but perhaps more actionable in a way, attacks on their employer, which is to say an attack on you. Yeah, and there are thousands, if not millions, with that very problem. Yeah, yeah. Okay, look, let's get graphic here for a minute. Um, I've seen this. Every single one of the things I'm about to talk about, I've seen. Folks, if you'd prefer to not hear me curse, fast forward about a minute. I mentioned racial hatred a second ago. Suppose one of your younger, hipper employees had a picture with some of her picture on her site with some of her female friends, and the caption said, "My apologies, I'm reading directly from a caption. My bitches and hoes." Unfortunately, the latter, the first one is somehow becoming the first word which starts with a B has somehow come into the modern mainstream as an okay word. I'm sorry. You know what? Among polite society, which is not people over 70, it's people over 25. That is a vulgar, derogatory, vicious, vulgar slur. Um, it's not okay that a couple of popular books have been written with that in the title. It's wrong. You wouldn't say that at work. You wouldn't mention that in a meeting. If you're at a place where it's okay to mention that in a meeting, you have a manager who's not doing their job about creating a respectful workplace. It's not, this isn't thought police. This isn't a, a vocabulary police. This is polite society. Civility is the thing that greases us from killing, that keeps us from killing each other um, because civil discourse is better than uh, barbarian discourse. It is better. It's a social better to have polite discourse rather than raw discourse. Um, uh, but but even if, you, even if you forget the first one, the second word I use, it starts with an H. The latter has a distinctly racial overtone in today's language, at least in American, in, in American English. So which is it? Is she using it as an innocent word or is it a slur? Do you want a lawyer to be involved in that decision about whether or not one of your directs used a racial slur? doesn't matter. If, they, if there's a discussion about it, that person's career is over at your firm. 
Let's go further. Ethnic bias. One of your directs has a brother who served in the armed forces in the Middle East, and he's now home and he's disabled. On his MySpace page, your direct has a post which says that radical Islam-sponsored terrorism is the fundamental problem in the world. Maybe you could understand that point. Folks, unless you're Muslim, that's just, okay, I'm sorry. He's entitled to that, and it's hurtful, and it could be used against you. Or another one of your directs post on his blog about a recent product release of your company. And he says, I work for a big tech company that just released a product months late, and we lost 3% market share, and I know the idiot who caused it. Now, look, you want some marketing VP who has his own blog, who's looking for links to grow his own blog to help his own career? You want him to see that and then send you a mail about one of your directs? Yeah. And maybe he doesn't even know it's one of your directs, but he does a link. He does a name search and realize, gosh, it's exactly the same name. Maybe the guy works in a completely different place. But what do you know? His location says he lives in the same town you do. Right. And and, and it's too bad that we're, in fact not making this stuff up that this, that this uh, yeah. that these are real examples. Um, and, and so we recommend that you know about your folks, MySpace pages. Yeah. Cause you want to know more about your team. Right. Now the flip side of the above is that the vast majority of pages are wonderful. They're fair. They're honest. Yep. They're yep. pleasant. They're open. They're, they're, they're insights into folks, hobbies, their friends their family. Yep. And, and again, why wouldn't you want to see that too? Yeah. And yet many people who are listening right now think we're invading their privacy. We're not. This is being done in the public square. But but look, folks, we respect your disagreement with us. And, and we, um, we'd suggest you not violate your own ethics. If you want to leave those things on your pages, we respect the fact that you can. And that's the great thing about living in a free society. Just recognize that you may be transferring risk when you see the people's pages. Um, just recognize you may be transferring risk from them to you if you don't look and when we say you, we also mean your employer, too. It's right. a litigious society we live in. Okay. So it's okay to look. And then I think as a consequence of that, it directly follows then it's okay to draw conclusions. And like I said earlier, try not to draw conclusions. But Yeah, good luck, a, good luck with that. You're going to, and it's okay. Yeah, right. The great thing about this recommendation is that once you look, it's too late. <laughs> you're going to draw that conclusion. You're exactly right. We're simply saying that you should... Uh, I hate that word should. We we highly recommend that you allow yourself to draw your conclusion, to pay attention to, to be present in the moment when you draw the conclusion from the thing that they have on their page. Knowing more about your team, good and bad, particularly when the bad creates legal exposure, this is when we agree with HR, is a good thing. And if you learn something good, that helps you manage better. And frankly, if you learn something bad and you and you you draw a conclusion and you share that with them, that helps you manage better too. Um, maybe someone does all kinds of volunteer work in their hobby area, which happens to be finance. Maybe they're the treasurer for a huge nonprofit organization. Um, you suddenly realize you know who to ask to help with budget planning next next cycle. And it's funny, you know, I can just see, I'll be very blunt here, I can just see a Republican manager discovering that one of his young team members is a finance geek, loves doing finance, loves big complicated spreadsheets, and is a finance volunteer, and actually has been promoted a couple of times for a Democratic candidate. The smart manager says, hey, it's okay to disagree politically. We're in a business and we, we have customers who are Republicans or Democrats. 
I'm thrilled this person has a skill I don't know about. I bet she'd love to do projects here. Now, some people don't. Some people don't want to mix business pleasure. But if that's her hobby, maybe she'd love to do it here for us. And if that benefits her and it benefits me and it benefits the company, so much the better. Okay. Yeah, um, but what, what, okay. So that you, you discover something good there. Uh, what yeah. if you d- discover something objectionable? Then what do you do? Do you, what do you do? Do you, do you talk to the individual about it? Yeah, sure. Um, you either talk to them or you add that to your impressions as a candidate. If you feel like, if you feel like there's nothing you could do, um, you might add it to your impressions. But sure, I think you definitely um, talk to the candidate about it. I think, sure, I'd give them feedback. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. so you, you talk about candidates. So let's, let's talk a little bit more specifically about using it in the interviewing process. Tell me more about that. Yeah, it's easy. Social networking sites are totally a form of public resume, dude. You're crazy not to Google every candidate, just like you said, to look at their page, ask yourself both, what does it say about this person? And what would it say about our company if this person worked here? Now, look, we don't want you to draw a negative conclusion from someone's choice of color on for their wallpaper or their musical tastes, I guess, unless the music advocates violence or hatred or something. Um, We suspect that when it comes to objectionable content that might require you to take special note, Justice Potter and the American Supreme Court Justice, Justice Potter is famous for his definition of pornography, which is, I can't describe it, but I know it when I see it. And this is, and this goes to the issue of managerial judgment. We don't have a seven part test because we're not writing rules that congressmen and women have to follow. Um, we're asking you as a manager to engage your own judgment. And when you engage judgment, there's a chance you're going to be wrong. But the fact that you could be wrong does not absolve you of the responsibility of using your critical judgment facilities to draw conclusions. Okay. So, so, so let's get to probably one of the most frequent things we see on sites like this is what about the candidate or direct with, Oh, let's say, um, party pictures up on their site, most of which he or she is either drunk or clearly drinking. Yeah, this is why we said draw a conclusion as opposed to take action. Look, alcohol is legal. Being drunk is legal. Posting pictures of yourself drunk is stupid. And we don't want stupid people working here. We recommend managers ask themselves, what does this say? Not about the person's lifestyle. Your lifestyle is your lifestyle, folks but about their professional judgment in making this pictures of you drunk as important as it is on their page. And by the way, let me go further here. The action I'm going to recommend you take in a candidate, and I want you to draw a conclusion, and then I'll ask you to use your own judgment. I'll tell you what I would do if I saw people, somebody with party pictures. I want to make the distinction between the conclusion I draw and the action I take. We're recommending people draw conclusions and then Whatever action they want to take based on their conclusions is for you to decide. I'll tell you what I would do. I would never hire somebody like that. And it's not because they drink, because I've drunk before. I'm just smart enough not to post pictures of me doing it in a public space. Right. So the issue is not drinking. You know know what's interesting? People don't show pictures of themselves at church or synagogue or mosque. Uh, Some some do. I'm sorry. Don't, Don't take that wrong. Some do. But there are far more pictures of people drunk. They show pictures of themselves at Mardi Gras. If religion is a part of your life, why aren't there pictures of that there? Why aren't there pictures of your cousins? You go to an annual, you go to once a quarter, you and your cousins all get together and have a rafting trip and have a great time. Um, And and people don't show pictures of themselves rafting. They show pictures of themselves drunk. Um, So look, it's a choice you're making about the pictures you're showing 
It's a poor professional judgment. What we're evaluating is not your personal choice, but your professional judgment. And we disagree. We think you're not smart enough to work here. Right. Okay. So I'll ask. I'll ask the question because somebody will have it. And I, right. I think I know the answer. So what? What about the manager who says, "Well, I know my boss was drunk, and and, and he he told me, you know, he used to go to these fraternity parties, and he'd be rip rolling drunk, passed out yeah. on the floor." So so how yeah. is this any different? The fact that we have young, younger adults willing to at least be honest with what they're doing. Um, what what's what's wrong with that? Yeah, the, the way it's different is in one way. His boss did not post pictures of himself drunk, not only for others to see, but for others to admire him for. Ah. Because that's what people post on their pages. Things they think make them look good, admirable, cool, friendly, well-liked, handsome, beautiful on their pages. Does it make a difference if you work as a safety engineer at an automobile manufacturer and you have pictures of you drunk, sleepy-eyed drunk? on the hood of your car, on your Facebook page. I mean, this is just dumb. It's just monumentally dumb. I don't care that you drink. I care that you're not smart. We have no room for not smart people in my company. Posting pictures of this is just as stupid, perhaps less egregious, but just as stupid as making insensitive comments about other people, no matter how protected your speech is. Because when it comes down to it, we're not telling you what to do or say in your private life. We'll ask you to consider communicating differently to avoid private things causing professional repercussions. What do we recommend managers do if they find someone with objectionable content? What's, what's, what should they do then? For candidates, it's easy, partner. If you pause for more than a second, if you pause, just say no. Turn the candidate down. If you have to wonder what others might think, it's probable that others would have the same concern that you do. Interviewing is about saying no, after all. That's our approach. Look, we're not saying we're right. We know our way works better. We don't know that there is a right way, a perfect way. Um, But we believe, much like we talked about earlier, that our paradigm for management is different um, uh, than most people. And and the, the common paradigm of management begat Dilbert cartoons, right? So we think ours is better. Um Um, we think a manager that legitimately engages in ethical and caring and professional um, uh, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, delegation, and so on would never be the object of a Dilbert cartoon. Um, Our paradigm of management is different. And by the same token, our paradigm of interviewing is different. Um, We believe that hiring is the most important thing a manager does. Good interviewing, good hiring is worth a very high standard. If you want your team to get better, one of the easiest ways in the long run to do it is to always hire people better than your average, if not way, way, way above your average. Um, and so we believe, therefore, interviewing is about saying no. So this is a, a data point that causes you to say no. And look, we know, we know this makes it harder, um, but we're going to stick by our principles here. And that's one of the things that is the definition of a principle, if you're willing to stick by it, even if it makes your life harder in the short run. Okay. What about a direct? You'd give them feedback, just like I said. Okay. Um, give me give me an example. Okay. Mike, can I give you some feedback? Sure, boss. Look, Mike, when you post drunken pictures uh, of yourself on your MySpace page, here's what happens. I pause when I see them. And I worry that there are many here at our company that would draw the conclusion that you're immature, that you glorify drinking to excess. 
or you're lacking the judgment to know when it's okay to do something, but not okay to publicize that something. Uh, you looked at my MySpace page? Yeah, sure I did. Obviously, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I'm not, not going to lie to you. Sure I did. Um, I love the pictures of the dogs in the backyard and the deck you and your wife finished. Um, I, frankly, I felt bad that I hadn't asked more about it. I like doing that stuff and I never get around to it. So it looks like you're a heck of a lot better than I am. Um, so sure, I looked so both for reassurance of how good a team, you know, team member you are. I, I like that. I also know that the social networking sites can be pretty open range places. I not only think uh, in my job, I not only have to think about your role here now, but also where you'll be in five years because your performance now, of course, affects where you're going to be in five years. Um, but look, anyway, I saw it and I paused. I'm okay with you doing that stuff. I just think you may have an issue with what other people will think about the pictures you put on your MySpace page. What do you think about the implications? Well, you know you can't restrict my free speech here, right? I mean- Gosh, I totally do. Mike, I totally respect your, your right to free speech and your, 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 what's protected is your exercise of those rights. I'm not telling, Mike, I'm not telling you to take the pictures down because that's speech. It's protected speech. I'm telling you, I want you to know as a professional guide to you, if you will, that professionally, you're likely to be hindered by those pictures. Look, people let their personal lives hinder their professional lives all the time. They make choices about family and location that are different than what the company might say would be ideal behavior. Um, it's okay. You can do it. Just like you can do poorly on a project because you're busy doing something else that's important to you in your personal life. But maybe you can't see what I can see as far as repercussions because I've been here longer. And I'd hate to tell you what happened after the fact. In other words, yeah, a bunch of people know about your website and, and then, you know, they're not so sure that they want that, those pictures on a manager's website at this company when you're up for promotion. And, and if you said, oh, I would take them down when I became a manager, they'd say, well, why wouldn't you take them down now? Um, so, look, let me put it differently. How can you reduce your risk here? Uh, I, got, I, I got different pictures. I guess I can put up different pictures. That's what I do. So thanks. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. perhaps an overly long feedback moment, but you know, we wanted to show several curveballs here that, that could, yeah. could happen. And look, look, it could have been as short as, hey, can you give some feedback? When you do that, here's what happens. Oh, okay. Hey, can you do it differently? Yeah, I'll think about it. Okay, good enough. And, and so we could have done that one too, and that would have been a totally appropriate feedback. But we also know that people might push back and we want you to hear a manager, in this case, me, deal with it very calmly, very rationally, and just say, yeah, I looked, and here's what I think. And I'm not going to tell you to change him. I'm just going to tell you it could hurt you. And if I turn you down for a promotion, um, um, it may be that nobody tells me that's what it is, but I may be able to draw that conclusion. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm sure we'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see what the comments and discussions in the forums oh, yeah. are around this, this topic. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people will push back. They'll say but they can I, sue. Yeah. But, but it is pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty cool to have a manager who cares enough to go out and look at your Facebook page and then see something that's stupid, something that's going to hurt you, and to care enough to actually say something about it. Yeah. Yeah. It is free speech, but that doesn't make it smart. Um, and, and I'll tell you something else. If somebody says, well, I could sue you, you could. Um, and that's okay. And all I will say is this, in my heart of hearts, I don't want somebody who has a full, wonderful life, who chooses to put pictures of them doing stupid things, um, perhaps, you know, 
I, I don't know. We're going to use the example of drunken pictures, right? Um, it's legal. It's it's not um, it's not ethically or morally wrong. Um, but I don't want someone with pictures like that glorifying that in charge of other people at my company. Maybe that makes me old fashioned. I think there are millions of people just like me. And I think when you're 50 and you're a CEO or a vice president of a big or small company, you won't have pictures like that on your page. Then the only question becomes when between now and then would you change it? And the longer you wait, the bigger the repercussions. We may not like it, but we know it exists. Good. You know, I just thought about it with all the, uh, with all these sites out there actually caching pages, you know, so, so, so people can go back in some kind of time warp and see the past. Um, yeah, I, you know, I I don't know if there's really such a thing as, is taking it down in the future, at least not completely. You're right. I didn't even think about that. You're totally right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So why don't, so why don't you summarize for us real quick? Sure. sure. Two parts, personal guidance, which again is other people's or your page. And then the second managerial guidance, the second part, which is other people's page. And there are four things, folks, you got to clean it up. Privatizing it is not enough. We recommend you clean it up. There are repercussions. There, there could be repercussions if you've got objectionable content on there, ideas, images, information that might be objectionable. Um, there are a lot to like about the sites and we're not suggesting get out of it at all. We love them. Uh, we want you to find a, a nice balance between uh, personally connecting with your friends and professionally uh, reducing your risk and actually maybe increasing your chances if you've got personal stuff that's professional like degree, location, job interests, successes, performance at work, and so on. Um, uh, there are more professional options. We talk primarily about LinkedIn, but we also mentioned Zing over in, uh, in Europe, and we recommend those strongly. We don't know what the future holds for those, but we think they're growing. And I, 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 I don't know what the end result will be, but I think it'll be good. Um, and recruiters may mention this stuff. They do troll the sites. And unfortunately, there are some recruiters who mention it as a way of guiding, uh, guarding against uh, being open and honest with you and be cautious of that. And then the managerial guidance, which I'm sure we'll have some interesting discussions about are um, it's okay to look. It's more than okay to look. We recommend you do look because it's part of your direct lives, uh, even if they think it's separate. Um it's not separate because it's in the public place and there is risk associated with it um, uh, for the organization. And then uh, it's also okay to draw conclusions and in some cases to act on those conclusions. Uh, and it might be as simple as feedback or uh, for a candidate, it might be saying that's too objectionable for me. I'm going to pass. Good. That's it. All right, my friend. Thanks partner. As always. Thank you. You bet. Bye. We'll see you later. All right, folks, that's it. Thanks for joining us and hope you got value out of that. We'll see you all again next week. So long.